From Be Still, Be Free, it's the Bcast with Amber Miller, Sarah Godey, and Monica Steely. For more resources and information related to today's episode, please visit www.bestillbefree.com. Hello and welcome to the Bcast. My name is Amber Miller and I'm here with Monica Steely and Sarah Godey. We are in week three of our series, Be Transformed and Fly. Our first week we covered birthing. And our last week was our second week, and we covered crawling. And then this week, we're going to talk about what it means to be cocooning. And uh, this is a series that is based off of Monica's research that she's done for um, her blog and for um, a future book someday (laughs) called Metamorphosis. Please, Lord, let it be. (laughs) Let it be. And so it's been, it's so exciting to see this, you know, all of this content that we've seen for so long coming out into this new format of a podcast. It's really exciting. Yeah, it's fun. And to talk it out. Amber and I kind of get to be the interviewers, right? (laughs) We're like putting Monica on the, you know, well, tell us more about this, Monica. (laughs) I feel like my mind is growing so much. I'll be glad to. Make sure you have your notes out and ready. (laughs) So Sarah, um, where what do you want to where do you want to start with cocooning? This is a big topic. Okay, so I want to start a little different this time because okay. for some reason, like God just kept bringing weight to my mind when I was every time I think about a cocoon. Because when you're thinking about somebody being inside a cocoon or the butterfly transforming inside the cocoon, the caterpillar into the butterfly, you're thinking it's such a weight. Just wait. Yeah. Just be patient and wait. You know, all good things come to those who wait, you know, and so I just kept thinking of waiting and I sat down and I started looking at Bible verses that had to do with wait. And I have two, Psalm 27, 14, wait for the Lord, be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. Isaiah forty thirty one. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up the wings at, with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. And I thought, how perfect is the Isaiah verse? Because they shall mount up with wings as eagles and fly and fly after they wait. So I went ahead and broke down, kind of like how we normally do with our our weeks. We talk about a verse, and we talk about words, and we break them down. And so I wanted, of course, to figure out what weight really means. And um, it literally means it's it's Q-A-V-A-H. And it says, to wait, look for hope, expect, to wait or look eagerly for. Mm. (gasps) Beautiful. I I mean, that's exactly what was modern. Eagerly. Yes. Yes, eagerly. And it reminded me of biting. Yeah. Yeah. Anxious anticipation. It's not anxious anticipation. I always no. say expectant anticipation. Yes. I always yes. say anxious anticipation. If you say you're anxious to go to the beach, then you're not looking forward to it. Right. Yeah. So, okay. Grammar. You're anxious. Eager. You're I'm eager, eager to get to the beach. Eager. Okay. Thank you. Um, Grammar English 101 with Monica. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, thanks, Monica. Um, a second definition is to collect or bind together. And I thought this was interesting because it's in cocooning where we are collected and bound together in our new fashion. And you know what's really interesting? I did not put this um, in any of the notes, but it's really interesting that when the caterpillar is in the cocoon, it liquefies. <gasps> uh What? Yeah. Wait. It wow. totally. And I, I had found this out after I had put this stuff together but it but it like liquefies and then like re reforms reforms so so it really is like bound bound together together. (gasps) how amazing well that's crazy mind blowing like i mean there's so many oh man like i know like when the gold is refined how they melt it down and skim all of the impurities you know like i mean it's a melting and like a 
Man, that's a hard yeah. thing, but it's a very transformative. Melting yes. and then being bound back together, that's awesome. collected wow. and Whoa. bound back together, the liquefied. And see, there was a reason why collected. I was supposed to talk. That's so awesome. Yeah, I know yes. that's awesome. So, um, in reference to Psalm twenty-seven, fourteen, I did a little research, and and I loved what I found out about how should we wait? What should we be like while we're waiting? We should wait with the soul. And I have Bible verses for all of these so that when we post on the, the blog, next. I'll mm-hmm. have the Bible verses to go with this. But we should wait with the soul. Wait with earnest desire. Wait with patience. Wait with resignation. Wait with hope in his word. Mm-hmm. Wait with full confidence. Wait continually and all the day. Wait especially in adversity. Mm-hmm. And then wait in the way of his judgments. And I thought that is just, those are those B words kind of, I yeah. felt like. Yeah. Like when you're, when you're you're in waiting when you're in a cocoon be filled with all of this be filled with hope and and be filled with endurance and be filled with patience and be filled with abiding like all those things because in waiting we're going to be made strong yeah and I just I don't know I thought that was really beautiful and and it says who do we wait for we wait for the Lord and same thing when we're in a cocoon we're literally waiting for the Lord to say okay for such a time as this Yeah. yeah You know, yeah. we're waiting for him. And, and in this translation, the Lord is all capitalized. And it's talking about uh, Jehovah, the existing one or the one true God. Mm. So how many times have we been in a cocoon and other gods have come before us, whatever that God could look like, an idol, whatever it is that we're worshiping, whatever it is that we're believing in at that time. And we come out of the cocoon too early. Mm-hmm. Right. And this is saying, wait for the one true God, right. the Jehovah, not an idol, not Satan coming to you right. in another way. Wait for Jehovah because mm-hmm. that is when you're going to be made whole. Oh my yeah. gosh. I've chill bumps. Well, your, fl- your flying is going to be stunted if you mm-hmm. emerge too early. Yeah. It's going to be stunted. You'll never be able to reach the heights that you were intended to reach. And then sometimes you have to go back into that crawling phase. You know what I'm saying? Right. You don't want to come out, you know, too early and then have to start crawling all over again. Yeah. And I've had that in my life. I'm, you know, because my 30s, I've talked about my journey in the in the desert of of isolation. And when I felt like God was kind of knocking on my door, saying, "Okay, it's time to start crawling out," or not even crawling out, you know, scratching scratching your way out clawing out um I was like are you sure right and we're gonna talk about this in just a little bit but I was like mm, I don't want to go back in the desert yeah. I don't want to go back <laughs> through I want to make sure I understand what you're saying <laughs> are very really clearly. yes am I really here is it you lord is it really you <laughs> yes um, and then you know he tells us what to be and it's to be strong which is kazik to strengthen harden become strong grow firm be sore. Mm -hmm. And I thought, man, in the cocoon, do we not become strong? Are we not sore from staying inside that cocoon for a certain amount of time? But at the right time, when God says it's time, you come out and then you, you fly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think this might, uh, might be later in the notes, but, um, this might be a good time to talk about it in just in light of what the Kazakh means. That if you were to surgically go into a cocoon and remove one of the wings of the butterfly, mm-hmm. the other wings would just grow stronger and it would still be able to fly even with just three wings. Wow. That that's the strength that mm-hmm. happens in the cocoon. Yeah. Wow. Is that crazy? And that's, yeah. I, I, I put a couple of these things on here because I was, when researching Monica's um, notes, I was like, man, there's just some really cool, like, facts that, you know, I mean can have a wing removed and the yeah. other theory though he slay over. me yet will i praise him yes mm. 
You know, I don't know. I it's just, <laughs> I know, really, really, really cool. So let's talk about cocooning. One, it comes after crawling. And I think that, you know, we talked about last series about um, loved by God, loved by Jesus, um, loving God, loving yourself, loving others. And we talked about having to have the right order. Yep. We have to realize that this metamorphosis has to be in the right yes. order. Yeah. Um, if you don't recognize the order, then you're going to have a hard time recognizing the stage What's, that you're yeah, in, what exactly. you're going through, what, where you are. Yeah. And are you crawling? Are you in, and we talked, Monica has laid this out. We're going to talk about this, about how sometimes it's hard to understand if you're really cocooning or if you're still crawling. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's really important to be able to identify those those different phases. It can look one of two ways. It's a respite or a refuge from weariness, which feels so good, that can sometimes make you feel like you're flying. Because right. it's just this freedom and like relief of the pain yeah. of the crawling. You're like, it's over. Yes. Ah, yeah. yes. Um, but it can also be a phase that does not feel restful, and feels like crawling, and to where she was talking about crawling 2.0, yeah. right? Like you just re- enrolled in crawling just a little harder this time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I think we've all been there. Um, it's easy to get stuck in the cocoon phase because either we can get too comfortable, or we're not willing to be completely changed and willing to complete the metamorphosis. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I just thought. If we could go through what the respite cocoon looks like, what the crawling cocoon yeah. looks like, and then what some of the cautions could be. Uh, Monica, tell us a little bit about the respite cocoon. Well, it's just like, um, like I said, like it's, it's such a relief and a welcome refuge from coming through the crawling mm-hmm. that you can very easily feel like you're in the flying stage because it's like all the pain and the old is gone. Um, but the thing, the thing that makes it a difference is the fulfillment of the word that God brought. Mm-hmm. So just the relief of pain does not mean that you're flying. Right. The actual flying and fulfillment of God's word is what shows that it's flying. That's and really and I love one of the things that you said, kind of sticky statement, absence of pain does not equal freedom. Flying equals freedom. Yes. Yes, absolutely. And I, th- I think Abram is a good example of that mm-hmm. because God had given him the promise of, you know, you're going to be a father and like many generations are going to come from under you. And so he hatched that egg early right. and tried to have that yeah. come to fulfillment quickly with Ishmael. Mm-hmm. Um, and so by the time Ishmael came along, you know, he just kind of probably felt like, okay, that was kind of the crawling. I did that the wrong way. His cocooning was like, just kind of this like interceding for Sodom and Gomorrah, mm-hmm. doing his whole thing. And I think that probably felt like a flying time. Yep. But then Isaac is born mm-hmm. and it's like that. Okay. That's right. my flying. I get it. Yeah. Like oh, now yeah. I get it. Isaac is here. That was the true fulfillment yeah. of it. Mm-hmm. So it, it can, the respite feels great and it's a wonderful blessing from God. It, they don't happen frequently and you don't see them often in the Bible. Right. Um, and, but they do feel great, but, um, they can very, you can easily feel like you're flying when in reality you're not yet. Well, I think it's interesting. I don't know if either of you have a, an example to tell, but how many times we do this personally in our own lives, you know, like we've been crawling and we've had that birthing or that vision in us for a little while. And then one day we're like, Oh, I got this. I, I know how to do this. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's what Abraham did. He's like, Oh, I've got this. I know mm-hmm. how to do this. And he and Sarah scoffed. Right. At Jesus or at God for telling him, Hey, you're, right. you're going to have a kid, you yeah. know? And they started laughing and they're like, well, this doesn't make sense. So how many times do we know of something that God tells us that makes no sense? 
And then we go into our own thing, which is what made the bleeding woman stand out because it was her faith yes. that caused her to be able to fly. Mm-hmm. And Abraham and Sarah it took him a little while <laughs> yeah. to get on the faith bandwagon yeah. and, you know, be like, okay, none of this makes sense, but that's why it could only be God. Mm-hmm. It's that wow moment. It's mm-hmm. that perplexing moment when yeah. that vision becomes so answered and you start to fly that it could only be coming right. from God. Yeah. Right. You know, and I think Joseph went through this kind of a cocoon as well mm-hmm. when he was um, the second in command under Pharaoh and in charge of all the land. Like, I think that felt like after all he had been through yeah. in the pit and in prison, yeah. I think that felt like flying to him. But the true flying yeah. came when he was restored to his family. Yeah. Right. Like not That's so true. So, you know, so they will happen, but it's just acknowledged like the fulfillment of Joseph's word was your family is going to bow to you, but you're serving them and ruling over them, right. not just ruling over them. Right. You're serving them and helping them. And that was the flying. Well, talk about a wild wheel of, of metamorphosing, right? Because he's thrown into the, the well, right? Mm-hmm. The people come by, buy him out of slavery, buy him into slavery, really take him. Then he's appointed, right? And then he gets thrown back in jail and then he gets out of jail again. And all the while he knew that God was telling him this thing that was going still to be happening. He still had those visions from yeah. way back yeah. then. And I'm sure there was a part of him that's like, I'm going to die in this prison. I mean, yeah. how am I going to fulfill that? You right. and I, you know, you are not making sense and you're being a mean, vicious God because you're telling me something that I really want. And then you're not letting it happen yeah. because it's not happening in our time. Mm-hmm. I think that's just so important. Yeah. yeah. It's our time. So yeah. second kind of cocoon, though, is a crawling cocoon. Um, tell us a little bit more about the crawling cocoon. Uh, so the crawling cocoon, I like to um, think about the Israelites. You know, they their true call, crawling phase was when they were in slavery to the Egyptians for yeah. 400 years. Like, <laughs> complete crawling. Mm-hmm. And then God brings them into the wilderness and into the desert. Mm-hmm. But it's for 40 years. And they complain and they grumble. And they, I think they felt like it was crawling 2.0. I think the difference between... Crawling and cocooning when it's a difficult cocoon is that crawling is a true pain or a true difficulty, whereas the cocoon is a perceived difficulty right. and a perceived pain. Right. Because there was, they were so protected. They were so provided for. Yeah. They were so watched after and led literally by a pillar of either mm-hmm. cloud or fire every single step of the way. Yeah. It was their own mentality and perceptions that made them think that it was so painful. Yeah. Um, but those, that was a cocoon where God was saying, your character is not where it needs to be in order to right. really appreciate the flying that I have for you. Yeah. So you are still, you're not in physical slavery and bondage anymore, but you're still so mentally enslaved and mentally in bondage. Your attitudes are in yeah. bondage and that's what I have to free you from. And that's what that cocoon is. And that's the being, yeah. that's the character, the being, mm-hmm. right? I think so many times we perform so well that we don't understand why we're not being rewarded, whether it be at a job or even in your own family or in a ministry, whatever it is, we're like, but I'm doing so great. And even though what's your, your, it's like we talk about random acts of kindness. You can do random acts of kindness without being a kind person. Right. You can do great sure. things without being a great person. Mm-hmm. You can have great accomplishment without having great character. Yeah. And God cares about the heart. That's what he's most concerned about. So if the character doesn't line up with the performance and you're a believer, you're going to be on a crawling and cocooning journey until mm-hmm. you finally have that light bulb go off. We yeah. have to be willing to have that light bulb go off. Yeah. And I think that that's um, what's kind of interesting with the cocoon. 
It's just the faith that it takes to stay there no matter how painful it is. Because we talked about the shedding. Yeah. Right? And then we're talking about liquefying. Right. (laughs) You know? Right. That's painful. Yeah, God's taking the core and melting it down so that the true, pure characteristics and heart can come. Yeah. And I love what you broke down. You were talking about how... um, Again, how we knew that it was a cocooning and not a crawling was one, God led every step of the way. And we were talking about David last week um, and all of the cycles Mm -hmm. in his life and how he always ran back to God. God led every step of the way in his life. He messed things up along the way, but God, when he was cocooning, God was leading through that cocooning. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we talked about him having to wait, knowing that his child was going to die. He's in that cocoon. You want to talk about probably some refinement that was going on there, Um, some character reestablishing. Mm-hmm. And then we talk about Abraham and how, you know, he interceded for Sodom and Gomorrah and, you know, his, his nephew and yeah. all these things that he was doing while he finally figured out, Hey, I've just got to wait on God. Yeah. It's all about God. These are things I'm yeah, doing. He right. messed some things up. You know, Sarah's my sister, right? but it all circled back to God. Yeah. Um, and I think it's interesting too, to think about the Israelites, what should have taken 11 days took 40 years mm-hmm. because they messed things up. They were doing it about them, how they felt, what they wanted, what mm-hmm. they needed, not who they were. Right. Um, and then he provide, he provided along the way. He led every step of the way. He tested their wills, desires, character, and integrity. That's part of that purification, right? Yeah. He's, yeah. he's allowing them to be tested and see where they're, if they're learning. Yep. Are they getting yeah. it? And that yeah. was that whole thing I was talking about earlier about yeah. trying to get out of the cocoon too soon. And then you end up back truly in crawling yeah. 101. And yes. <laughs> which is what the Israelites did, I right? They did it over and over, over again. And, over. Um, and then it just shows that there has to be only, that only God can do this. Yes. It, yeah. it all points back to God, not mm-hmm. to us. It all points back to God. Um, so, and you had just said that even though... Um, God kept them in cocooning. It was because although they were physically free from their physical bondage, they were still very mentally enslaved. Mm -hmm. And I think that's huge. I mean, can either of you think of a time where you know that even though you thought you were ready, you were still mentally enslaved? (laughs) Thank you, Lord, for just not (laughs) answering my prayers from, you know, from so many times when I thought I was, and it's always in hindsight, you know, it's harder in the moment to um, acknowledge that. But yeah, there's so many times where in my life, God has just been like, you're so not capable. You're not ready to embrace what I have planned for you yet. Like there's growth that has to happen and there's maturity that happens, has to happen. And you will not fly the way you're intended to fly unless you get these things all figured out. And I think that's a huge part too, because it's not that he's punishing you and not letting you fly. Sure. He's protecting you because if you can't fly effectively, you're, you're going to crash. Mm-hmm. You know, I think this, this is especially um, important for my generation mm-hmm. because, you know, 20-somethings, especially millennials, are really ambitious. You know, we've all grown up, like, being taught about having dreams and, like, all of these things we want to do with our lives. We've been talking about what we want to do, you know, as a grown-up since we were really little. And now at this kind of the, you know, 20-somethings, it's kind of that time where you're like, now I have to make it happen. Because, right. you know, like growing up, you're always like, what do you want to have done before you're 30? Yeah, so, right. you know, there's like all this pressure to get all these things done before right. you're 30. 
And when you haven't, which most of us haven't, can we just acknowledge it? Like, (laughs) we're not there yet. (laughs) But, you know, we feel this, like, guilt and pressure for not not being somewhere where God's like, you're not ready to be there yet. Mm -hmm. And I think that's part of our fault, the preceding generations, because I think that we perpetuate the idea that you all have to have everything figured out by the time you're done with college and you're out, you need to know what you want to do with the rest of your life. I, I mean, most of us aren't even doing what we did in college, right? No. right? So you're supposed to know what you're going to do the rest of your life. You're supposed to know how to be out and on your own when more than ever we have paralyzed the upcoming generations from being, um, being mature and knowing how to do that. But on the, the flip side of that, we've done very little to help you really know who you are. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and yeah. how to how the right way to be. Or to is. even reinforce. It's going to take a while and that's okay. Yes. It's going to take some time. And that, honestly, for me in my 20s has been one of the hardest realizations I've had to come to is like, why am I not where I'm, I thought I would be? Right. Or why mm-hmm. am I not, you know, and where my 40-year-old friends are? <laughs> yeah. You know, right. Well, doesn't that become about you and God sometimes? Like, don't you find yourself questioning him and getting frustrated? Because I'm like, you know, you know, what, what am I doing? Well, I remember specifically a couple of years. Oh man, now I'm going to cry. I remember a few years ago when I started teaching dance being like, this is not it. Like, you know, God, you promised me that I was going to be doing this, 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 and this. I was going to be in ministry. Mm -hmm. I was going to be helping people and I'm teaching dance. Like Mm -hmm. I didn't even think I wanted to ever dance again and Mm -hmm. you know and now I'm I'm finishing up my last year teaching and um you know to move on to some other things and I have been getting text message after text message from my students and 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 lunch dates after lunch dates and like bawling children like high schoolers (laughs) telling me that you know I have impacted their life Mm. for the good and God's like I had you here for a reason you didn't think that this was where I, you know, wanted you, but it is where I wanted you at that time. And it's going to take you yeah, somewhere else. You know, I know a lot of people hate that phrase, you know, paying your dues, but I think crawling and cocooning is a paying of your dues kind of thing when it comes to vocational Mm -hmm. work or ministry and just like, like it is a, (laughs) well, I mean, that's just what I keep thinking, like in going through what you went through, it was a paying your dues is a crawling and cocooning time is what it is of preparing you for what is next and 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 amber we talked about this a few weeks ago about we were even just talking about tough life Mm -hmm. and how monica and i have lived 15 more years of life than you and when i was 25 26 27 i think that really mattered and now that i'm 41 i understand that there's value to that that there are so many i've gone through a lot of cocooning and crawling and crawling and cocooning and birthing and crawling and cocooning (laughs) right yeah i don't know how much i've flown but i've gone through (laughs) i've gone through a lot of the other three processes you're Um, flying now that's right well and in some ways i am and it's kind of been very refreshing and that's you know that's part of that reward yeah um but it it took a long time to Mm -hmm. get there and that would be an encouragement to tell some of our listeners like that's what i want don't give up hope you're on your leaf you've been birthed on the leaf that you've been birthed on because god knows that's what you need to nourish on serve the audience that he's given to you eat the leaf that he's given to you don't look up in the sky and look at the butterfly and go i want to be like that aspire and have people in your life that you would respect and admire and encourage you and -hmm. encourage you but don't want to be them be you yeah Yeah. because i'm I'm reading another book and you know what i will i will i the name of it slipped my mind but it was talking about you will never be able to be anyone but you yeah be okay with being you yeah yeah 
I think there's so much that's simple, yeah. but it's profound. Right. Absolutely. Um, so just quickly, let's talk about some cocoon challenges. Mm-hmm. Um, one, in the respite cocoon, Monica, tell me a little bit more about getting too comfortable. <laughs> well, it f- <laughs> feels like flying. Like, why do I want to go take a risk yeah. and actually leap off the edge and try to fly? Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> the challenge with the respite cocoon is to actually, like, get to, to do the next step. Right. You know, like, God's not going to make the butterfly's wings flap and get it in the air. It has to do that on its own. You have to be part of the process. You which have to be part he, of the process. It's why he gave them the claws. Yes, they have to get themselves out of the cocoon. Mm -hmm. And Monica and I were laughing a little bit about this last night because I was telling her some things in my life. And I'm like, you know, I feel like I've got one wing out. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm not sure I want to get the other ones out. (laughs) But look, I did one. (laughs) The water's like sticking your pinky toe in. Like, is it good? I don't know. Is it good? Because with flying (laughs) comes responsibility and Mm. obligation. And there's accountability in that. It's not just, you know, we were talking about people wanting to be Christine Kane. It's just not peaches and roses there's a lot of responsibility and accountability there's a lot of inconvenience that goes with that whoever you're looking up to there's a lot of responsibility having all of that pressure and all of that responsibility and not being prepared for it not having gone through the cocooning you wouldn't be able to do it and then you'd even be more bitter because you'd Mm -hmm. be like why not you set me up to fail that's right yeah um talk about the crawling challenge the um crawling challenge is that um you have to get yourself out of the cocoon. And in order to do that, you're using all these new things that you've been given in the process of transformation. So like the cocoon is the, probably the most awesome part to me because that's where the wings come in. Right. Mm-hmm. Like that's where you get your wings. Like flying is awesome, but you're totally transformed in the cocoon. Yeah. Right. But you have to be able to get yourself out. And in order to do that, you're using all the new things that were birthed out of that process and you're going to have to be open Start to implementing the change yeah. that you would otherwise be resistant to. Yeah. And that's going to look different for everybody. It might yeah. mean saying no to things that you've only said yes to or vice versa. Sure. But you're going to have to ex- accept and implement change. Yeah. And, and that's, that's really hard. True. That would be another sticky statement, really. You're going to have to accept and implement change that you would otherwise be resistant to. Mm-hmm. I think that's hugely important. Taking those things into consideration couple of things that you have to be kind of proactive about one yeah. get up get going and move on yeah okay you've got to get up get going and move on yeah you can't just be stuck and it's easy and I I have felt that both ways where I felt like cocooning was more of a crawling phase I wanted to quit and give up and I was done and I have felt cocooning in the way of comfort and not wanting to get out because I was afraid it's going to be too hard once yeah. I got out mm-hmm. like I finally have become okay with me and I finally become okay with my situation and I think I'm just comfortable right here, yeah. Yeah. you know, but you sure. can't stay there. You have, no. you have to get out. Um, the other one is you have to have the faith. You can't just do it. You have to be faithful with it. Yeah. It's gotta be faith. It's gotta be our claws. If faith yes. is not our claw, then it's all done in the wrong context and we're going to probably fail mm-hmm. and we're going to have to get back to crawling 101. Yeah. Um, the other thing is embrace it. Just embrace the process. You can kick it and fight it and scream with it all you want, but you're going to go through it. So you can either choose to have a good attitude while you're going through it, or you can choose to have a bad attitude while you're going through it. But Mm -hmm. either way, you're going to go through it, so you might as well just embrace it. (laughs) Yeah, my biggest prayer is always, Lord, don't let me extend to 40 years what should only take 11 days. That's exactly right. Show me, we need to tweet that. Yeah, Yeah, show me how I can best get through this without dragging it out 50 times longer than it needs to be. Amen. So Uh, so practical applications, just bring it down to prayer. Prayer. Pray that God will open your eyes to where you are, what stage you're on, 
and to recognize that stage yep. and to become obedient to that stage, be be um, sunk into yeah. that stage, be willing to wait. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're in the cocoon, let go, let God sink yep. down, wait, and mm-hmm. be just be. Um, again, be willing to be part of the process. Ask yourself if you're willing to be part of the process. You need to be honest. If you're yeah. not willing to be part of the process, you're probably the problem. Right. It's not God. Right. It's you. Like God always works in partnership. The Red Sea parted when Moses' arms were outstretched. Right. It didn't part when his arms were not down and not part of the process. God did not heal the bleeding woman. Christ did not heal the bleeding woman just because she was in his midst. She reached out. She reached out. So there, there is a doing component mm-hmm. here, and it's not doing to do. It's doing to show faith. Right. You're showing faith. Um, and last but not least, ask God to perplex you. This is a way that you're going to know that work is being done because the answers to those prayers will be so great and so vast <laughs> that you can't help but know. I know. It came from God and not from you. Yeah. I know. That's Huge really stuff. Good. So, Monica, yeah. like, I can't wait to wrap it up. With you with next week. Next week. Fly. Um, so tune in next week to our very last episode of Be Transformed and Fly. Monica, would you uh cocooningly yeah. <laughs> Lord, we just thank you so much for the truth that you just continue to reveal about your word and your process and what you have planned for us, God. You only you only set us up to succeed. You don't set us up to fail. And I pray that just we could cling on to that promise and to that truth when things are difficult and when things are hard and when you're stretching us and when you're growing us, Lord. It is for success in your kingdom and according to your terms. And I pray that you just will continue to breathe your life through the words that people are hearing and into their own lives, Lord. I pray that you would just reinstate a greater hope for what people are going through in the process and stage that they're in. We love you so much. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Beecast. We would love to hear from you. Hit us up on Twitter and Facebook. Just search Be Still Be Free. And of course, check out our website, www.bestillbefree.com. <laughs>